Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm a registered dietitian now, what? Where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Eric Hurd, the PE teacher I would have loved to have as a kid. 2017 is slowly coming to a close and the craziness of the holidays are beginning. They probably already have for you. I cannot believe how many joys I have in my joy jar and I look forward to reading them very soon. Every year, one of my biggest joys is my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? Because it got me through a very difficult time of year, which is around this time. If you find the joy in being a registered dietitian as much as I do, I want to know. Send me a message. You can tweet me. You can Instagram me about what brings you joy with being a registered dietitian. And I would love to know all those fun, exciting things that you experience as a dietitian. It's going to be my gift to you. So all you have to do is just send me a message via social media, or you can email me at annelizabethrd at gmail.com. After we finished our podcast today, I gave Eric his goodie bag from my podcast partners, and he was so excited for the Nick Sticks. It's always great meeting someone else who loves them as much as I do. If you haven't tried Nick Sticks, you really need to. They are delicious. And if you go to my website and click on the tab titled Things I Love, there is a special link that will get you 20% off your order. My conversation today is with my favorite physical education teacher, Eric Hurd. Almost two years ago, I was working on a contract project with the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, and I was helping schools apply for the Healthier U.S. School Challenge. And these schools are recognized for being a school that excels in healthier lunchrooms and physical activity. I was assigned to Edmonds Elementary in Des Moines Public Schools, and this is where I met Eric. He's one of the most passionate teachers I've ever encountered. Educating kids about movement, enjoying health at every size, and finding an activity that brings each child joy is what Eric passionately teaches in his classroom every day. It's a great conversation to learn about health and wellness from a perspective of a teacher in elementary ed, for health professionals, and even for parents. So I hope today you enjoy my conversation with Eric. Let's start and talk about just kind of where you got started, like thinking about when you wanted, when you picked a career, did you always want to be in physical education with kids or? Yeah. uh, So I started, um, when I first started going to college, I was, I wanted to be a chemical engineer. Um, That's completely awesome. (laughs) Right. So I, I was, I started a community college. I was going to go to Iowa State. And then I was like, ah, oh, you know, I want to be with my buddies. And so I ended up, we ended up going, all going to you and I together. And, and then when I was there, so I, I actually, I, I flunked out of my classes at, at, at you and I, I just didn't go and I partied. You were having and, too much fun. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and then so during that time I was going to another community college down there to regain eligibility so I could go back to you and I. And finish and and so I uh, during that time um, I became a follower of Jesus and I just knew instantly that my life was different and I knew I was supposed to be a different person and I, I just didn't like the life that I was leading I, you know I was super heavy I was 
well over 300 pounds. Um, so 318 was the highest that I ever weighed in at the doctor. Um, and then at, after that, I, you know, again, I felt like I had a different purpose and I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And, and I changed my, changed my major and changed what I wanted to do to a PE teacher. And, and just felt like I was specifically kind of gifted to work with younger students just based on my personality of being a goofball. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, it, then I it started kind of my own personal fitness journey of losing weight. In about a year and a half, I lost 130 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Um, and got all the way down to 185. Um, and, you know, so... I'm I'm not there now because that was so hard to maintain. Like I was so low, yeah. and, but I I just wanted to be crazy crazy fit and and <laughs> you went from uh, one extreme to another, right? Right, <laughs> which was amazing and and nice and um you know, but it, it just I don't know, it gave me a new purpose and and you know, and now so maybe all that partying was a good thing. So then you did really realize what your calling was. Yeah, but. right. Well, right. Yeah, and, and you know it. I was, yeah, I, I was obviously enjoying it, you know, I was living with my buddies and, sure. and hanging out and having a great time. And, um, so I don't know. I just knew there was more. I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. How did you, so like you had your own personal like health, you were focused on that, but when mm-hmm. it came to kids, was there something that like happened that made you realize that you really wanted to be with, you know, work with kids or help kids or prevent kids from going down, you know, maybe the path that you did or. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I really felt as I was on my own kind of personal fitness journey that I didn't have the knowledge of what it took to get healthy um, or how I was supposed to do it. So I just had to educate myself and, you know, read a bunch of books. And, Is that what you and, did? Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, like I follow like the men's health abs diet <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, just really simplistic, um, simplistic ideas and, you know, routines and it just totally switched over what I wanted to do. But then I, you know, I said, I'm like, man, if I didn't learn how to do that, you know, there's somebody who was active, who played tons of sports and, you know, if Were I didn't. an athlete and stuff. Too? Right, yeah. right, yeah, you know, in, in, in a ton of different sports. And if I didn't pick up on that really, you know, being overweight in middle school and in high school and, and then in college, I I call it, I say it's fat, drunk, and stupid, you know, from, from Animal House, like. <laughs> Um, if I didn't know what to do, then there are obviously tons of people out there that feel helpless and, and don't know what to do either. And so then the problem is, is people don't educate themselves or don't have the the will or the, the desire to make a change. Um, so I wanted to kind of, you know, uh, fill in that gap, make, make a difference early on. Um, and then, you know, my love for working with kids just seemed like a perfect fit to, to do that. So I had never imagined that before in my, you know, in my life. And then all of a sudden it it changed. And I, again, I kind of instantly knew like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And um, that's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's been, you know, it's a crazy. crazy So then when you, then you went back to school, you got all your grades back up and you went Mm -hmm. back to school and you got your education degree. Elementary ed, or is yeah, like so what does that what does that path look like for right? So you can uh, in Iowa is basically a K twelve um, PE teaching oh. degree. So you go through the school of education. So like I went to UNI, and you have to you have to test in, 
you have to pass a test to get into the school of education. Um, but then, you know, I took my PE classes on the side of that and I took coaching and health classes okay. along with that as well. Um, but yeah, then you, then you're, uh, able to teach anywhere elementary, uh, middle so or, any grade. or so you can, uh, high school. you can do it in any grade. Right. Okay. Yep. Do you like younger kids versus older kids or are you kind of, you like all of the ages? Um, I do like younger kids versus older kids. They just, you know, love coming to PE and they, they don't mind getting sweaty and, <laughs> and they're just more, I don't know, receptive, I feel like to, sure. um, advice and, and to that teaching, they're not really setting their, their ways or their habits yet. So, um, did you do but, your student teaching in elementary then? So you, you do both. Um, okay. I, I did, uh, my student teaching in Waterloo, um, at an elementary and then at a high school there. Okay. Um, so I, I just, my personality is just more naturally, uh, I don't know, suitable for younger kids. Um, and I didn't really like dealing with the drama or the, <laughs> the kind of the, the students not being willing to, to be physically put for, active. You know, I mean, obviously there are your exceptions and it's usually athletes or, sure. or, you know, people who want to be there, um, but in elementary, like everybody wants to be there, and then you get to be the most popular person in the school. It <laughs> seems to go like to you PE know class. everybody wants to go to PE, and <laughs> and you know who who else gets to show up to work every day? And four hundred people are excited that you're there. You know, there's not That's a lot of people really that, that, that that get to say that. You know, and um, and then when you're gone, you know, it's a big deal. And, they miss you, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's you know it makes it really fun, and so. So when you got done with school and you did your student teaching, what was your first job then? Uh, when I got done with school, then I, I actually went to uh, Waterloo East and I taught level three behavior students and I taught English. Oh um, my, where, where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, <laughs> right, right out of, just because I needed a job and and I was doing a little bit of subbing at schools and um, so I took that English job and it, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was brutal. It's not what you, <laughs> so, um, not what you but wanted to do. And... For just half a year. And, and then, so my wife ended up losing her job in Waterloo. Were you married um, at the time? Right. Yeah. 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 We, er, we, we had just, uh, been married and, and so we started looking around. We were, you know, we were pretty attached to the Cedar Falls, Waterloo area, um, from going to UNI up there and our church was up there. And so we started looking around and she came down to Des Moines and, and then we found a place to live. And, um, so I went from the, the English job <laughs> to, to move into Des Moines and subbing kind of all over the, uh, all over the metro area. Um, you know, and just taking whatever jobs I could get, not very many PE jobs. I was going to say, is that kind of a hard area to find jobs in? Um, it is just because once people find a school that they like, they stay yeah. there for a long time. You know, like obviously if you have a, if you have a great job and then with teaching jobs, you know, if you have a great school, um, you don't, you don't want to leave, you know, you want to put in your, you know, 30, 40 years and, and then be done. So, um, I actually went to, uh, sign up for subbing in the Des Moines school district and he, I had like an interview with the HR department and, 
And the next day they called me and asked me if I wanted a full-time job teaching PE at the elementary level. And I was like, well, yeah. You're ecstatic. Absolutely (laughs) I do, you know. And so I took over for a guy who was – uh, had been in an accident um, and was going to miss the rest of the school year. So I I received full-time pay and benefits, and I taught like three-fourths of the year um, at a nice. school on the east side, so on, on the east side of Des Moines. Um, and I, it was just amazing to, yeah. you know, it's just a foot in the door. And then, and then once I was there, then I was kind of guaranteed a job somewhere in the district. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Crazy. So after that short term, did you end up at your school that you're at now? Uh, so after after that, I went to so I was at Willard Elementary on the east side by the fairgrounds um, for that first year. Then I went to Howe Elementary on the mm-hmm. south side. Uh, I was there for two years, and now I've been at Edmonds Elementary for three years, um, right downtown. So you've been teaching for about ten years then. Um. So not ten. So maybe seven. Seven. Seven years. Yeah. So, and which is, you know, I'm 32, so which those, it just took me a while to sure. go back and go through and change, yeah. change that, that major and, and, you Well, know, I think that's awesome that you found your passion, like you found your passion, which right. is awesome and that you're, you had the opportunity to do that and yeah. now living it and doing it with not English, not English teaching and right. actually teaching PE. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> So talk to me about, you know, when it comes to kids and it comes to elementary physical education, I think as health, I mean, I would consider you a health and wellness professional and an educator. I mean, both, you know, you are the only one at your school, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Um, That's a huge thing with physical education in schools right now. Like you're the only teacher at that school for that many kids. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you do set the tone for what kids see as health and wellness. So let's t- talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, um, well, so I'm the only teacher for, our, our school's a little bit smaller. We have about 325 students, but you know there are 40 elementaries in Des Moines um, you know, with one or maybe like one and a half um, PE teachers there. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, for me, it's a, it's a big thing to be able to talk to my students about, you know, eating healthy and exercising and then talking to them about my journey and showing pictures of like yeah, what I used to look them? like. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> what I used to look like before and, and then now and, um, and then being able to model that. And uh, I'm, I'm lucky that my gym is really close to my school. And so a lot of my students sometimes will see me there working oh, out, sure. um, which is really uh, fun. And then, you know, being able to incorporate those things that I do, um, in my gym, which is CrossFit, CrossFit 8035, and, you know, incorporate those in into my gym at my school. With your kids. Yeah, you know, with my students, and they, <laughs> they really – so, you know, so there's a big buy in there. Um, and You're you living know. the lifestyle, and you're modeling it for right. them. Right, yeah, you know, and they see, you know, they just, you know, being strong, you know, or, you know, the kids see that, and they want to be that, and I, I want – boys and girls, you know, to, to both believe that. And cause I think it's good for, you know, that definitely for everybody to be strong. Everybody can be strong. Um, it doesn't mean you have to be a big bodybuilder, no. but, yeah. um, so uh, I've been really big this year on placing, you know, prominent images of female athletes, um, of a bunch of different races around my gym. So, 
uh, you know, so girls can see that and, you know, kind of aspire to that. And, you know, all, all different body sizes, you know, we have, um, Olympic sprinters and then the, the Olympic shot put, sure. um, lady Completely from the United States yeah. and, you know, who is, you know, uh, certainly, uh, we've been talking about just being happy and being healthy with kind of wherever you're at. Um, and if you're not happy, then you need to make some changes, um, so you can get happy and then lead a, you know, a healthy life and actually enjoy your life. But, you know, being, being kind of happy with, um, where you're at and what you can do, um, with your body size, whatever it may be, you know, so. And that's so important right now. That's a big, is that a, like a big topic that they even talk to you, like educators about like being ha- healthy and happy to every size and not getting hung up on, you know, the perfect body or what people think is the perfect body. I, you know, we're, we're not told really to, to address that. We don't, we don't really cover, um, I, I spend a lot of time covering it, but we don't, we're not told to talk about healthy eating and body image and, and things. We just got done with fitness testing. And part of that is we take height and weight. And so like, I, I asked every student um, if they felt happy where they were, you know, or mm-hmm. if they felt confident in there. Because even in elementary, when you mentioned taking heights and weights, people don't. Do they get, I say, um, do they get like people, nervous about yeah, it? People get yeah. a little nervous, but you know, and, and it, it's totally private. You know, I, I, I don't allow anybody to see any of the stuff. They're obviously able to share with other people sure. if, if they want to. Mm-hmm. That's their choice because it's their numbers and it's their body. But, uh, you know, I I do the height and weight, and you know, I I just talk to them if you can kind of sense, sure. um, and you know, use that professional judgment of you know if students are kind of apprehensive about doing it. And, and again, I. I I want my students to be able to kind of move and 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 do adventurous things um, in their life and not kind of be stuck in a spot because they can't move their bodies or sure. you know they're unhealthy and they have you know health problems. Um, so I want to I want them to get that kind of joy that that I got out of like my journey of getting healthy where I was able to do so much more. When you found a happiness with your right. own weight, yeah, you know, so where where my body allowed me to to do those things. Does do fitness testing is that a requirement for educators? Um, so it's it it kind of depends on the district. Uh, our school has a partnership with Iowa State, um, where they kind of crunch our numbers, and obviously, uh, you know, this, it's anonymous. There's no names attached to. Um, the numbers, but sure, they, just they, they just take all of the data from our district and they're, we have kind of a ongoing partnership with them. Is that kind of just um, to see like how the health of your, like to get a baseline for the health of your like population, your student population? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure of why they, what they do with it. What, yeah. what they're going to do with it, which is kind of the way it seems to go with a lot of sure. data like that. But um, hopefully we'll see you know, maybe when we get to the end of this program that they're doing, you know, uh, um, just the trends or, you or know, some programming on. or something that comes out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so some teachers will keep track of that 
themselves, um, you know, oh. where different trends and data. Um, I You just I do it because you have to, and then you're like, okay, let's go I, to class. <laughs> personally, I, I don't really like um, fitness testing. I, I enjoy the concepts that are found within that, so like the health-related and skill-related fitness components and talking to students about that. Um, and how they can, how they can improve their cardiovascular endurance, how they can improve muscular endurance, and um, so when I do it, I say you know that they might not like those tests, but they should probably try to find something that they enjoy that can help improve that. You know, like uh, I tell my students to stay healthy. You don't have to go out and run for an hour. You can go, you, you can go ride your bike, you know, or <laughs> sure. you, you can, you know, do yoga, which we do a ton of at our school. Do you? And, yeah. you know, you can just pick something that you like. There's so much stuff to do. And so I just do a ton of different activities because I want them to latch on to something, to that, will, something. that will help improve, you know, because you don't do fitness testing when you're older. No, um, <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so I like to tell my kids a lot that I'm like, hey, you know, pretty soon Mr. Hurd's not going to be around and or whoever your PE teacher is, they're not going to be around and you're going to have to, you know, remember and and kind of hold on to some of these favorite things that you like to do. Hopefully it's a lot of different things and not just one um, so they can keep doing those for the rest of their life and, and find enjoyment. That's a good that. message. So, I don't think yeah. anyone ever told me that when I was in PE. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I think it's right. changed a lot. Well, and it, that's just it. I, I I think so many people are like that of where, hey, I, I, I'm trying to get healthy. I, I'm going to go out and punish myself and run. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> like, Awful. you know, find something. <laughs> if Go to a kickboxing class. Go to a, you know, go lift weights. Go rock climbing, go, you know, there's, there's so much stuff to do, mm-hmm. um, or you can make that enjoyable. And then uh, obviously, um, having a healthy uh, diet is, uh, it helps, uh, you know, <laughs> is, is a huge part of that, Pro- probably more important, but, um, I just want my kids to move and, and then, and, and enjoy, find joy in it. Yes. Enjoy what they're doing. Do you, so, so you, obviously you like to incorporate lots of different activities mm. and would, do you have like a favorite that you like to do with the kids? Um, I, so I do something called workout Wednesday where every Wednesday we, we get warmed up and then I have different stations where I can kind of introduce new workouts to them, you know, so I have kettlebells that they, oh, fun. super light kettlebells that they, that they do and, you know, really light dumbbells more so just to get the movements down and, sure. And, you know, in teaching these, I get to hear lots of cool stories of like, hey, I go to the Y with my with my parents or, you know, like, hey, I was at the, the Y with, you know, my older brother the other day and we were doing, you know, this movement or, you know, I jumped on the bike there or, you know, so... Again, for me, it's about a, a variety and, and, and not getting bored, um, but at the same time trying to tap into a bunch Some of these things stuff. that kids enjoy. Um, so they'll so do it they'll later. Want to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, do you and, remember then P- and then know about it, you know, yes. as, as they get older, you know, so then uh, like I tell my kids that way there won't be any excuse when, you know, I'm like, I remember stuff that I did in elementary school, um, of when that first started, you know, and, 
and it, it, it might not be a ton of stuff, but maybe you'll look back and say, man, I remember when Mr. Hurd taught me that, mm-hmm. you know, or I remember when we talked about that and I wasn't good at it then, but, you know, maybe I'm a lot better at it now, so. Just to introduce kettlebells at that age, you know what I mean? Like, I think as as me being an older adult now, I mean, weights, anything strength training, body weight, that was never something that we talked about in a PE class. Right. You know, it was like run around the gym, do laps, you know, do a lot yeah. of cardio stuff, but... You know, as you being like a CrossFit person too, I think like strength training is still a great thing to introduce mm-hmm. because it's so important for muscles. Right. And just as you age, like that's just a big, a big important factor. Yeah. And I don't do a ton of stuff with weight. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, well, you yeah, know, you don't want to get hurt. You know, so, I mean, our, our stuff's really light and like I use PVC pipes oh, for, sure. for bars and, um, you know, mostly body weight stuff yes. and. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd set stuff How to do up. the right push-up. Right, <laughs> like, right, which is super hard. You know, there's um, that's a skill that can be worked on and, and, and mastered. And I struggle uh, with my squats just doing those right. So even, like, yeah. that's a movement that right. a lot of people don't learn the right, correct way to do it. Right, and so, you know, it's funny you bring that up. So, like, I was at the Hy-Vee Kids Fit thing. We had the Hy-Vee Kids Fit um, lady in to talk with us, and... And, you know, they have, um, like, the resources available and videos of, like, step-by-step, like, mm-hmm. here's how to squat, which is so good for, you know, for schools, and but probably more importantly, like, parents, if they can sure. look at that at home and, and, I mean, just work out in the house if they can't go anywhere else. Um, so, but, yeah, that's something, I mean, I've had to train my myself and, and – you have to stay on top of that, and I you still do. I still feel like I don't do a very good job of, <laughs> of, of mastering the technique, mm. you know, for some of these movements. So that's, I mean, you know, that's good. It's a, it's a lifelong. It is the earlier mastery process. You so. can introduce it, and like you said, showing them the right movement, right, and the, and being safe doing it, and that type of stuff is more important. Yeah, and, and you know, it it helps being able to do that, and so I feel. Um, I don't know. I just feel great about being able to model that for the students. And, you know, they can, they, uh, I feel like it, it's fun for me because I feel like a magnet of when kids, kids come and they're like, Mr. Hurd, Mr. Hurd, let's check this out. You, you got to see this, you got to check, you know, watch me do this. And then, you know, that's what I want to be like. And so I can, um, you know, just I'm excited about, yeah, it. Ch- check their technique. And then obviously they're, you know, they're saying, Hey, like, you know, this is important. And I got to show off for Mr. Hurd, you know, so he can kind of validate, you know, that <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it, I'm right, doing it and, right. And I'm, you know, I'm learning it. And, and so th- then I feel like they've really bought into to what we're doing. Absolutely. Well, and like you mentioned about parents, you know, like modeling, you're a great model at school and you, that's what you're there for. Do you think there's a, a huge disconnect with parents at home and physical activity, kind of similar to food? But that physical activity component at home. Yeah, I. I think, it, I hear lots of stories, you know, which is really cool. Of kids come up and saying, "Oh, you know, like, hey, we did a workout in my house this weekend," and and uh, you know, unfortunately, there's not very many of those stories, you know, um, or there's not enough of those stories, I guess, um, or, which is why I want to introduce a lot of like. You know, it can be as simple as going for a walk with, with with your family on the weekend, and and so we have challenges of where, you know, I say, you know, doing doing stuff over the weekend, come back and tell me about it, or or write about it and give it to me, and then I'll you know I'll give some incentives for, 
for for students who are um, you know doing Moving that more. at home because unfortunately maybe it is the kids that are prodding to get parents to get up and do something um it's just kind of what it seems like i guess is is more of uh, adults not leading the way um uh, and hopefully maybe there'll be kind of a a, a revolution kind of the it'll change um, a little bit yeah the pendulum will swing back the other way of mm-hmm. of you know having kind of a fit generation because like think mm. about like your own family was your parents active and uh I, yeah i mean not not really um like looking back just kind of thinking about your my own personal... yeah my dad did everything with me but we didn't you know talk about like staying healthy and See, and I think that's interesting because it's totally shifted to that now, I right. think, more, where right. my parents didn't really talk to us about moving. and Yeah, and, it was when we were sports-oriented, and, you know, mm-hmm. we were always on the move doing different sports. and um, That kind of took care of it most of the time. <laughs> now it's, or at least for a small amount of time, you know, it seemed like it's, hey, like, let's do one sport and let's focus on that one sport, which is stupid and <laughs> and it drives me crazy. They need but, to be, you think that they need to be more involved so, in other sports? Yeah, I mean, I want them to do as much as possible. Like, I, I guess, I don't know. And then there's then there's burnout. I feel like with that one sport, and then all of a sudden they don't want to do anything. They just stop. And then then kind of that love for movement is is lost and, and they stop doing it all together. And then they're wondering, man, how come I didn't keep up practicing all of this other stuff? Um, but yeah, it, so it's like, I don't know, it, it's probably, it's pretty controversial, but uh, yeah, you know, it's, I, just, I, it's good to I, talk about it. Right. I, I, I feel like then maybe I don't want to be the parent that's like, well, I didn't accomplish this when I <laughs> played sports. So yeah. it's like, you know, now my son, uh, it's easier said than done when yeah. your, your son's one year old, but, mm-hmm. um, I want him to do a bunch of stuff and enjoy it and, and tell him, uh, you know, about how hard he's working and, and that I just love watching him, watching him do a bunch of different stuff mm-hmm. and, and just be there and kind of, I don't know, let him, let him figure out what he likes best and not kind of tell him what he likes best. Yeah. You know? Well, and I'm sure you see all that just being a teacher. Like you do see students just focusing on one thing or not doing anything at all or too much of one thing yeah. and yeah, I'm sure you probably have some kids like in select sports maybe on the side. Right. Or yeah, even, even some recruiting of like, Hey, like you're just going to come play this sport, you know, in, in, in fifth grade, you know, coaches like pulling wow. um, boys to football teams and That's you know, crazy. um, it's, it's, it's getting crazy. Yeah, so. that is crazy. Well, I like I like the message that you have about you know trying to just find a movement that people love, and I think that all of this can go for adults too. Like, right. there's nothing oh, that's ap- not applicable to adults of finding something that you like, and mm-hmm. same way with kids. And and when you think about you know just like being an educator, do you feel like kids get enough physical activity at school? I mean, like I know there's a lot of talk about how that's getting taken back and there's not as much class time and mm. grades and, you know, all the research about moving more and kids being more active and how be- much better they are at school. Do you feel that there's a connection between that? Uh, I mean, the amount that kids get to move in schools is a joke. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's just... 
Because how I, long do you have a kid? How long do you have a class well, for? So my students this year get an hour and a half of PE a week, which is actually quite a bit. That is quite um, a bit. There are a number of others that are a lot less than that, where they might be like half of that per week. Um, so I feel pretty lucky this year, just because our numbers are so low, we we had the classes one more like extra time per week, basically. Nice. Um, but. You know, again, like you said, when all of the data seemingly points to like, hey, kids need to move, kids need to move, it, it improves learning. It, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's been shown to raise test scores. And so like with all the focus on assessment and and test scores and you would think that they would say like, hey, if we want to raise these, like what helps raise that the most? And I don't know. It just seems like we're just doing it kind of backwards. And mm-hmm. hopefully we don't get to a point where uh, – you know, they say where they're looking for answers and then they they figure it out. Too late, um, yeah. Where, you know, when it's too late. and Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, numbers recently are out. Childhood obesity is way up, you know. Just More obe- than it's ever just been. obesity numbers in general are way, way up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just skyrocketed. Um, and, and also but, I think health issues. I mean, right. just like kids are – you know, diabetes and pre-diabetes and high cholesterol. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you probably see a little, you probably don't know exactly, but you can probably right. see that there's probably some kids at risk that you can see. Oh, yeah, you know. absolutely. I mean, when you, when we have kids in elementary school that are weighing as much as adults, you know, does that happen? It, it, yeah. it happens a lot. And I mean, they're, I, I've had students weigh as much as I do, um, in elementary school, you know, and it's it's heartbreaking. It, yeah, it it just it it kills me because that that was me, you know, that was me and so, so it you know, are we really learning? Are we taking steps <laughs> forward to try to improve that or are we uh, I don't know, we're we're getting stuck in a you know, raising test scores, raising test scores and we just keep falling further and further behind other people that are just doing it differently. Mm-hmm. Um so and then we're also getting obesity from that too. Like there's, you know, right. that risk of other health issues and. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so there's, I mean, there's not very much recess. There are, I think like West Des Moines, I've heard again, like you just hear stories sure. about these, uh, you know, <laughs> well, so many different I heard that this school takes five recesses a day, you know, <laughs> it, it's, you know, it's not, who, who knows what's yeah. actually the truth, but we get uh, one a day. Um, for about 15 minutes and, you know, then there's the, the argument of, um, eating before recess or eating after recess. And, you know, so like, I really want to push for having recess first and then coming in because the, again, the, the data show that, um, kids will eat more if they eat after recess. And so, so right now, like my school currently is, is lunch and then recess and you know we have a ton of food waste and and kids throwing stuff away simply because they don't have enough time to eat or, or you know, they want to get they, going to recess yeah, they, and they want to get going so they just say that they're done um so they can get outside faster and so you know i mean that alone it, should tell people just by a kid wanting to skip food, food to go to, be active right. or just be outside right. and doing something that should yeah. that alone should be a reason to make it happen, you know. It's right, you know. It's it it's tough, but I don't know. It it's kind of just a battle of what's more important, 
And right mm-hmm. now the kind of health and wellness of, of kids is losing for, for the sake of it it, scores t- and test t- scores. T- score, and, yeah. You know, sure. spending more time trying different methods and, and trying new initiatives and it's just always pushing forward to that, you know, seemingly blindly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, hope, hopefully there's a change and then hopefully, you know, people figure it out. But uh, Illinois was a leader for physical education and movement and they they just passed a bill that, well, so they they had a mandate of having PE every day oh. um, in, in, in Illinois and um that, that was statewide and then so they just passed a bill that allowed schools to change that and move move oh. down and kind of step away from that um so yeah it's funny you know that one of the first things on the chopping block is always the pe and and then you know when people come looking for answers about you know how to raise test scores, and then you see well, hey, kids need to move more. They 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 learn by moving, and they you know exploring and playing, and mm-hmm. and then people are like you know hey, what were we thinking? So yeah, that just keeps swinging back and forth. I mean, like like a lot of stuff in life. Oh sure, I think health and wellness, no matter know. what it is, it's always stringing back right. and forth. When you think, when you said earlier about, um, you know, when it comes to like nutrition education and food education, do you incorporate that into your curriculum or do you kind of stay away from that with your kids? What do you kind of do? Um, I try to incorporate it as much as possible, uh, through, through different games that we do talking about the, my plate and, and, Mm -hmm. and different servings, um, that kids should have. Um, I'm always talking about examples of like things that I eat or, Mm -hmm. you know, talking to my students about what I have for breakfast and, um, just to maybe kind of open their mind to, (laughs) you know, different, different different foods that are out there and maybe things that I should be eating versus, you know, that I shouldn't be eating. Um, (laughs) but so we have just, you know, fantastic people in our district. Um, Lynn Jenkins is a a lady with Pick a Better Snack who is just incredible does so much uh for our schools and um you know so they're getting snack uh just about every day and education um, and then yeah, yeah and then she goes into the classrooms and you know the education that goes with that you know they provide awesome incentives for students who are um trying different things or maybe you know saying you know what they're doing at their home and bringing it in and talking about that so I uh, yeah again I, I I want students to know um, just you know, for for most people if they could get that under control myself especially you know like um, if they can if they can get the eating part down uh, it's easier then, to move then yeah I mean yeah. Th- then that that would change a lot right there but um, it's just tough in a you know consumer driven you know it is is. enough is never enough and you know if a little bit of candy is good then obviously a whole bag is you know is (laughs) is better and so yeah i mean i'm i'm the number one (laughs) i'm i'm you're living proof of that right i'm right at the top of the list it's because it was so it's so hard for me you know so i have to like not have that stuff around yeah because that's why i was so heavy and i still um Kind of have that mindset of, mm-hmm. of eating. I just eat, 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 and you know, never think I'm getting enough. And, 
So and now it, it's, it's a lot better to talk to my students about that and, and talk to them then about having a, a healthy weight, yeah, so they can move and, mm-hmm. um, and then what's behind that, you know. So I have like a health corner in my gym where we'll, I'll make that a station on workout Wednesday sometimes as they'll um, – we have like some district health equipment that travels around and, and it talks about, you know, what kind of exercise or how much exercise it takes to burn off some of the foods that we eat. Oh, and, and oh then, my gosh. I'm trying to know, be shocked. You know, <laughs> and, you know, just you know, it's making healthy choices and then uh, how much uh, uh, that will actually do for your body mm-hmm. of where, you know, you have to uh, obviously to move. move more with uh, poor choices, so... Mm. That energy balance is so important. It is to have that discussion about eating and movement. Right. And- Unfortunately, we we run into a lot of, hey, you know, families, um, students that we, they eat whatever they have at home, you know, and it might. You know, we have students showing up in the morning, you know, finishing off full bags of chips, and <laughs> you know, when they walk into the school building and 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 eating, you know, just a wide random assortment of things um, and economics and, and that type of stuff and some kids don't have any food some right. kids have right not the best yeah um, type of food or, for yeah, cost purposes right, and, right yeah so yeah it's it's tough you know hopefully just somewhere sometime as a society we can grow to <laughs> yeah where where that stuff's more you know where healthy choices are more of a norm and um, I would like that for myself. You know, yeah, but it just seems <laughs> like that's and you know, there's obviously a lot more of those options now. Um, sure. But it's you know, if you can afford it, if you can, you know, that's part of it, your, which is I know that's a whole other ball game is yeah. being able to afford that kind of stuff. Right, right, yeah. So we're we, or and I talk to a lot of families that simply say like, hey, we can't, afford we, it. we we just can't do it. You know, mm-hmm. we 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 buy what's cheap and and. You know, that's kind of where we're at right now of the, this is what the, we're eating. the cheap stuff's, you know. But don't you kind of think, like I even think as a dietitian that even if you are eating some of those foods, you can still, you can still live a healthier lifestyle. Right. If there was maybe some moderation mm-hmm. and, you know, and then some movement. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like there's, you know. A lot of not a moderation. Not, not much moderation. <laughs> and, then, and then not a lot of movement, mm-hmm. you know, so. Um, yeah, that's, man, that's hard. It's just, it is hard. And I'm sure you get that end of it where you do talk to parents and you do see so many different extremes of just even different populations of the different schools that you've worked at Mm -hmm. and how that changes amongst different areas. And right. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be, we, we don't have a ton of parent involvement, um, you know, but then it can swing the other way where parents are, can be, you know, too involved and kind of. Um, fanatics uh, about it, but you know, I want the. I I've kind of had the not much involvement for a while, and I'm like, oh, I I I kind of want it. Like, I want parents to talking to me about this stuff. I I want their input on this stuff. I want to have these conversations, you know. And so you like that. So you, if you have parents that come and talk to you, you are an open book. You'll talk to them about anything they want yeah, to know when it comes absolutely. to Yeah, absolutely. Because then I get a chance to share my story and, and where I'm coming from and, 
and you know all the make awesome that personal relationship right. with them and then all the awesome stuff that their kids are doing and mm-hmm. you know then you know there's you never know there, there's connections there and and maybe that'll and translate to being at home doing those things right, at home too right then you can kind of influence some of those behaviors uh at home and mm-hmm. um, i think it'd be so hard to be an educator just because i would want to save everybody i'd want to do everything for every kid i worked right. with yeah do you have that do you struggle well, with that I mean, sometimes it, it, it leads to Spend a lot of your own money sure. <laughs> on on stuff, and yeah. which I, I I love doing and and creating stuff and building stuff um, for the kids and and but yeah, it's it's hard because then you know they have a f- I just have a few years with them and then they could be gone. I'd never see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have that short window of to make that of, impact of, of influence, and you know hopefully they will hold on to that some of the stuff and. And and just know that they can have fun and and mm-hmm. and, and laugh about it and <laughs> yeah exactly. You know? What so. is one thing that you think like if you had to tell, like if you had to tell a parent or you had to tell another health professional, like what's the one thing that you think is the most important thing about kids and physical activity right now? Like what is one thing like if I worked with a kid as a dietitian, what would you what would you give me advice when I talk to them about physical activity? Um. Yeah, I, I, man, I'm big on just letting kids be kids, you know, and kind of letting them choose what they want to play. And, and, you know, so I like to have a lot of student voice on, on, on what they want to learn. And, and, and they'll tell you, you know, a bunch of different stuff, gymnastics and backflips and, <laughs> and, you know, basketball and you know, skateboarding and, you know, just a, a, a ton of different things. Um, yeah, so I, I love the student choice part of it, of, of, equipping them to to know all of these different choices and um and then you know to to grab onto a few of those and 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 perfect those and kind of master those skills and techniques and um you know that and you know just letting them play and and but i i don't know i i think that uh well yeah i mean that that kids don't need to be just kids anymore you know there's so much more um, there's so much pressure for school structure and 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 responsibility you know where schools are having to do um having to be you know uh, everything for kids sometimes and um i don't know i i i want that that home buy-in you know and and i don't know i'm i'm a family man i want families doing doing stuff together and and getting out and getting active and, you know, again, going for walks or, um, so finding, just finding things that they like to enjoy. To do together. Doing together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because then, again, then there'll be, um, kind of behaviors, uh, that could change and, and, you know, then that will change, you know, families' lives and family dynamics and you know, and. And could change a lot of things. So, you know, I mean, schools schools can do a lot. Um, parents can do a lot. You know, we we see kids for for a lot of time, or mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of the time. And um, yeah, I mean, I I spend more time with those kids than I do your do, own do child, with my yeah, own. your own son. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I just want to be that the the great role model for that and. I like that message about like how you're talking about like healthy at every size and that 
there's no movement you can't do. Let's try different things. Right. And when you think about, like, say, you know, I know there's so many volunteer opportunities within schools. Like, if a dietitian would want to volunteer to do something with a school, whether it be, you know, in PE class, or is there any opportunities like that that you know of that dietitians could, or other people that are interested in the health and wellness of kids? Um, yeah, well, one... One thing that um, for for other people first is there, there's a lot of awesome like mentoring uh, opportunities and where um, you can get together like one on one with students and and you know kind of have an influence on the activities that you do and you know so, so that's an option um, as far as dietitians go I I, I think uh, obviously you know contacting schools, schools that are close and just saying like hey can I um, can I come into an event and and set something up, or you know, can I, um, can I just you know kind of show my face around there, mm-hmm. and you know, and 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 maybe come and talk to. So some schools like to do assemblies. My school's not very big on assemblies, so I do you know kind of like individual classes, okay, um, pre- presentations. But you know, there'll be a lot of schools that are have a big buy-in for big assemblies, and you know, talking about a wide variety of of different things, but... So there's lots uh, of opportunities. I know that there's, like, programs like Fuel Up to Play 60. Right, and Fuel Up to Play 61, you know, like the Hy-Vee Kids Fit one is is big around the area that's getting started. Um, Fuel Up to Play 60, we do, uh, like, healthy eating plays out of a playbook and then physical activity plays as well, but... Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk a lot about breakfast in the classroom and, and getting a great start to the morning and... Um, and and then like a, maybe like a community aspect of and that then, too, yeah. you know, or, or just like uh, the the healthy eating at home, um, sure, and component. how that can how that can have a big effect on your family. So, mm. yeah, I think that I think there's a lot of I think there's always like like there's dietitians and other health and wellness people that are like you know I would like to work with kids, but how do I do that? And right. I think that's going to schools is a great place to start. Yeah, it, it, there. There are, you know, cl- classroom teachers then spend some time talking about uh, health aspects, and so we we uh, talk a lot about like the the five two one zero program. Oh, um, I remember that. And so, but they they have like a a, a go foods. Um, oh, sure. Whoa, foods, and then slow foods. Um, so kind of like a green light, a yellow light, and a red light mm-hmm. um, component. You know, so we talk a lot about those and. Um, That's I try fun. to I try to incorporate that into some of the things that I teach in PE and and then classroom teachers talk talk about those as well and they make lists of like what what foods go under oh, huh. um, certain certain categories so yeah that's uh, that's a, a a fun program and and then a fun thing that I feel like you know kids can maybe latch on to sure so. and resonate with right. I could resonate with that right well, right yeah. <laughs> I should mark all the things in my pantry with go <laughs> slow and whoa maybe I'd behave myself a little bit more <laughs> well that I you know that's why I wanted to talk to you today because I really you're I've worked with a lot of schools and I've worked with a lot of PE teachers and you are like mm-hmm. one of the most passionate PE teachers I've met along the way mm. and so I think you just how you message and how you work with your kids is just very inspiring and you do you just you're just like down to earth with them about yeah. and you you love it that's and you have your own personal story to it right yeah it it is it yeah it just makes it different and again that's why I I feel like that's unique you know to my mm-hmm. kind of career and my story and 
Um, I I would have loved you as a PE teacher. I would have. Yeah, you would have been great. It's a ton of fun. We (laughs) we do a lot of great stuff. Um, But you know, again, I I want kids to know that it's fun, and I mean, obviously that that eating eating healthy and then moving allows us to do those fun things and um, can you know I. A lot of it is, you know, you want to sell, you set yourself up for a better future. But like, I want my kids to enjoy now. Like, I want them. Yeah, I I feel you know, when I was heavy as a kid, you know, that I, I just didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel like I was supposed supposed to feel. Um, I, I want them to be, or, or to do fun things now and enjoy it now, and then you know, have that kind of springboard then into um, keep the keeping right, doing about the fun right, things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where they feel confident and they and they know what to do. They know how to stay healthy because they've been doing it for so long. So that's kind of like a there's a big push for physical literacy. You know, you have What's that? Um, <laughs> basically, you know, it's a uh just knowing how to how to get fit and stay fit and and, oh. and how to move. Uh, for a lifetime, having that knowledge of outside of um, like the classroom, outside of, knowing, of PE, right, and, and just of or simply having the knowledge and knowing what it takes to lead a healthy life uh, and to be able to move your body. So, uh, you know, there's hmm. a, there's a big push for that now, and it's 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 incredible um, because we're focused on you know a bunch of different literacies in the classroom and and maybe missing out on one of the most important yeah. ones. Yeah. No, that's so, great. That's interesting yeah. to know that. Yeah. Well, that's all. This is this has been a good conversation. I really mm-hmm. I'm glad that you've shared just kind of your insight with, you know, kids and health and wellness and the school aspect versus, you know, the at-home aspect and how they both tie in together and mm-hmm. your own personal struggles and story mm-hmm. and <laughs> And it'll be fun. It'll be it's fun to watch him. He's got great um, social media that you always will post interesting, mm. you know, just articles <laughs> and things that your kids are doing, which I think is great. And yeah, PE Twitter is. I there are so many leaders, you know, and so many great ideas. I feel like it's really at the forefront of using Twitter for educational purposes. And man, there's so many great people. Doing, doing great things, a ton of great things, and they, they share willingly, and and you know then you can incorporate that uh, into your own classroom. But it's I I love it just being able to connect, you know, with a bunch of different people, being mm-hmm. able to connect with you, yeah. And and, and I'm gonna put your handles on the show notes, so if anybody uh, yeah, wants to connect absolutely. with Eric, you totally can. I, and I'm, and I'm connected too much, you know. I use it all the time. <laughs> um, my wife doesn't like it, but. Because <laughs> um, I'm always on my phone. You're but on your phone. I, you know, I don't know. I, I have like a fear of missing out on, not on like other cool things that people are doing, but on educational things. And uh, well, that just shows your passion too. Yeah, yeah. You just have a passion for Maybe. education. I got, I got to find a balance, but you do, you probably do. <laughs> I think everybody probably needs that balance. We were but, just kind of talking about that the other night. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I can do it now while I'm young. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I have some fun questions for you. Yeah, now right. that we had all these serious questions, right. uh, what is your favorite food? So we were talking mm. about food. Yeah, does all of it count all, as an answer? <laughs> we can make that an answer. <laughs> all of it. All of the above. Uh, man, I, I'm a big pizza guy. I, 
I don't know. I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I'm pretty simple. Yeah. So some, some kind of meat. This is the best time of year. My my birthday meal every year is like a roast and mashed potatoes and carrots. Is it really? Yeah. You know, That's so, great. Yeah. Just simple. And When's your birthday? April. April 8th. April 8th. So, so it's not even like during like the winter month. That's like a winter month right. meal. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, the best time of the year though. There's, you know, it's, it's Easter and my birthday. And sure. The Masters golf tournament and all of that stuff. <laughs> all those is things. Right. Baseball starts up. Like it's, oh my gosh. It's the best time of the year. See, you're destined to be born that time. <laughs> that was your jam. Because yeah. you also coach golf too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Masters is the supreme. I need to move somewhere where I can golf year round. You do. <laughs> Iowa's not the place. No, it's not. <laughs> so, what's your favorite beverage? Uh, man. Um, uh, my, my wife and I just, we love water. I don't, I don't drink pop at all. Um, Did you ever drink soda? Oh, we used to drink a yeah. ton. It, yeah. when, so when, when I was in college, we we used like all of our dining dollars. We had a, we had like two hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> and we bought all twelve packs of pop. Oh my! And so we just like <laughs> stocked a cabinet full in our in our house that we moved to. We're like, all right, we're we're moving out of the dorms. Let's we're gonna spend that we're gonna spend this money on soda. And it was just all different kinds of pop, and we would just drink. And, you know, we would isn't that funny time. how it changes so and, much? I mean, I miss it a lot, but I, I love water and tea. I'm a big tea drinker. What's your favorite kind of tea? I'm a big well, so I drink uh, stash oh, green yeah. tea. Yeah. Um, and I love tea too. I, so I I have tea every morning and iced tea. I love. Probably is maybe Arnold Palmer is my favorite. Mm, yeah, very golf appropriate yeah, too. Maybe an Arnold Palmer. A lemonade and maybe tea. Sometimes a John Daly, which is the alcohol version. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> but, I like. I always forget about that. Yeah. The John Daly. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a very uh, favorite scent or smell? Ooh, I do. Um, fresh linen. Fresh linen. I is that fresh... like a like uh, the laundry type yeah. fresh linen well, or like a candle? Well, or... like yeah, yeah, candles and air yeah, fresheners. Air fresheners. And it's like the air freshener in my car is fresh linen. Is and, it? Yeah, I, I I just love it. I can't. You're get he's of a it. home guy too. Yeah, he, like, he was telling me he likes you know like decorating and. I, yeah, so I, I I decorated our house. Um, my wife doesn't really like to do it, but I love it. I'm super passionate about just making it look nice and being cozy. Um, so I. I don't know. I just lived with my mom for a while, and she kind of instilled a lot of those values. <laughs> so I, I cook every night. I'm, I, you know, and then my awesome. wife, my wife does the dishes, and so I, I cook every night and, and decorate houses, and <laughs> you know, and you and you do CrossFit, right? You're a CrossFitter. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm still on the fence about CrossFit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think though it's one of those again, like one of those movements that you know, finding what you love. Like yeah, some people I, just love that kind of movement. I, I've told people before, you know, like some, there's a, there are a lot of people that are crazy about it and like seem like they couldn't live without it. And I I've said I can work out a number of different different ways. Like I can stay healthy and and find a ton of different things that I enjoy. I do it for the people. There's, <laughs> there's so many kick-ass people <laughs> that inspire you. Um, you know, that yeah. are, they're just fun to be around, and, and we have you know just a great community of people at our gym, and it's uh, it. It it just makes it fun, you know. It yeah. makes you want to go back. That's we, awesome. You know, I have a gym in my basement, and and it's not it, as fun. I'd, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather be. I'm I'm a people person, you know. I like to mm-hmm. I like to talk to a bunch of different people like and, and laugh and joke, and so that's that's why I do that. What brings you joy in your life? Mm. 
now lately it's it's just being with my son. Um, How old's your son? Spending that time. So he's 14 months. Um, and, you know, just seeing all the different things that he's discovering and, you know, he's just, we feel like he's just super smart and <laughs> he's so observant and, you know, he's not talking, but we feel like he's going to be a kid that just asks like a thousand questions because <laughs> um, he points at you everything. You will love and, that. Like he, I mean, yeah, I mean, he notices everything that's new. And so right now there's so much, there's so much to choose from that, you know, I don't know. That's great. That's uh, a great answer though. But I, I, yeah, I just love being a dad. Uh, that's, that's the best job in the world. Um, and I can see you being a great dad yeah Yeah, absolutely I I love it so I wish I could be a stay at home dad but um, maybe someday so yeah you never know you could win like the lottery or something yeah well yeah my wife's a rock star financial advisor so see there you um, go she's big time so she's the best that's awesome. And so, you know, you never know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for taking time to hang out with me today. And yeah, like I said, awesome. I will put all your information online if people want to connect with you and ask you questions. And Absolutely. I think it's been a great conversation. It was so great learning about Eric's own personal journey. I think that makes a big impact on what a teacher does in the classroom. And he really does shine in the classroom. And I hope that you try to go follow him on Twitter because he does share a lot of those things that he does in the classroom with the public. And he didn't mention how he thinks that that's just the forefront of social media and how that helps with educators. So I'm excited to keep following Eric's future and his journey and keep getting excited about kind of working with kids and also being physically active myself because I think that's exciting to see someone so passionate about physical activity. Every morning I make this super powered beverage. I don't know if I think it's a beverage. It's delicious. It's full of ingredients that keep me full of energy and I get all of my add-ins from Moku Health like maca, matcha, and chia seeds. I recommend you go and explore all the great bulk items they have on their website, mokuhealth.com, M-O-C-U health.com, and use the code ANN, A-N-N-E, two zero for 20% off your order. My website, annelizabethrd.com, is where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post, where I share my current crazy adventures, a little bit of food, current workout music that I like, and what's motivating me a really delicious or real deal recipe that I'm cooking up in my kitchen or something that I love right now. You can also purchase my book and find all of my previous podcasts, show notes and links to things we talked about during our conversation. And I would love to connect with you on social media. You can easily find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Ann Elizabeth RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day and to start a conversation that truly matters.